Oh yeah. Ooh. Love it when a can Pill? does not explode. Isn't that nice? Fucking great. Well done. Boy, Harry. Oh. Oh. Hey, this is a weird color for an IPA. Isn't it? Well, pretty dark. I would say it's the darkest IPA I've ever had, but it's actually not. Well, this is a Kelp Stout from Tofino Brewing Company. Topping out. I was intrigued. Uh, actually, my wife picked it out. Based on can? Shopping. No, based on Kelp Stout. Oh. So you yeah. deserve zero credit for not getting an IPA then? Well, I when I told her that I was picking it out, I said I wanted a stout. Uh, just the season. Stout season, baby. And that's all I've been drinking lately because I just love stouts in the winter. Yep, fall. that's fair. So, but she picked up this one. And uh, I've never had it before, but I've heard rumblings. <laughs> it, rumblings from the depths that it is a delicious beer. This is one of their uh, cores, is it not? Uh, if it's not a core, they do it quite often. They don't just do it during the um, the winter and fall season. I've had it many times outside the these. Hey, the can's different. I'm beginning to see a trend. Metallic. Isn't there something where like you can taste the metallic flavor? You have some sort of enzyme. Science. COVID? Science people out it's there. COVID. Tell us. It's pretty metallic. Um, maybe. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> you Anyways, taste you can metal taste at all times. <laughs> we are back, folks. Uh, I think that's called internal bleeding. Brief, <laughs> brief hiatus. Uh, Maybe again, I have too much iron in my system. Yeah. You might. I am Iron Man. He is Iron Man. <laughs> he is the Black Sabbath. Um, we're back. It's been a little bit of a hiatus. I think it's been a week off. Uh, we have been. It's hard to get the three of us together sometimes. So. It is very hard. It, uh, it takes a little bit of time, but uh, good here. things come to those who wait. You're welcome. We mm. are Picking here. up on metallic tastes can, can often indicate a serious illness such as <laughs> kidney or liver problems or undiagnosed diabetes. Well, oh, the diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, no, cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> we'll just move on from your death sentence. Uh, you guys I later. have. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Uh, I've got some beer news. Beer news. Uh, none of it is happy. Studio Brewing. Oh, I thought you were going to start with your personal news. No, I'll finish that with the last one. Okay. That'll be last. So that'll be like the sort of happy news. Yep. That will be the happiest news of the three. Uh, Studio Brewing. I'm very sad to say this, but they are up for sale. And if they do not sell to someone by the end... 2023, they are closing their doors. So you can obviously make this public now because you told us about this a while ago. Yeah, it's it's and you said relatively don't. well known within the industry at this point. I have five dollars. Well, that's a lot less than you're going to need to buy them. I have twenty. Okay, we have twenty-five bucks. Yeah, well, highest bidder. Feel free to offer it to them. See what they say. They might tell you to uh, fuck off. Hey, man, if we're the only ones bidding. <laughs> Uh, I don't know all the details, obviously. I don't work for them, so... Uh, I do know that their um, loans and whatnot are the biggest contributing factor. Hmm. It sounds like they're not entirely profitable, but they're at least having a good go at it. The funny thing about this all... Funny is not the right word. Ironic is uh, probably a better word, but... 
the uh, irony of all this is that expecting a business, especially in the hospitality industry, craft beer is not an exception to that whatsoever. Uh, to be profitable in year two is not a common thing. They've only been open for two years? Yeah. I think it's also one two of those... Three, two or three. I feel like they've been open for like ten. I Actually, like I think this is calendar like year three, uh, fiscal year three for them. Hmm. I think this is one of those cases where it's very unfortunate in the craft beer industry where it doesn't matter how good your product is because Studio Brewery makes phenomenal beer. It's location. And I don't think that their location helps with foot traffic very much. I think it's a bit of... The, the problem is, like, you kind of have to be a bit of everything to everyone yeah. to be successful. Uh, in today's market, like you're saying, location is huge. Yeah. Location is very huge, especially if you're going to be a tasting room model like Studio is. Yeah. Uh, but the day and age of people just opening up with no kitchen and their only food offerings are a meat stick or a pretzel that's Those sitting on the counter and who knows how long they've actually been there for. Years. Um, <laughs> that's how they try right. those, those Those uh, days are, are They're long gone. gone. Oh, quite, are long quite honestly, gone. good riddance. I uh, actually think that's what's helped Five Roads. I think so. Yeah. Is the I mean, menu upgrade. Yeah, it absolutely helped. Uh, and a lot of breweries that have implemented kitchens or opened with them now are, are seeing a lot more success than the old, the old model. So I think that's hurt them. I think the location has hurt them. There's a lot of foot traffic, but it's not like a lot of foot traffic that's looking to go somewhere. No. It's like a lot of people that are on the SkyTrain route, so they're looking to go from... It's like kind of a pass-by street, right? Somewhere where you pick up like a four-pack and just go yeah, on your way, yeah. which I don't think is enough to... To keep the lights on, I guess, no, there. So. And then you have, like, that trail, but it's, like, a running-slash-biking trail. And those people don't drink beer. Yeah, they don't drink at all. And even if they do, they're going to have, like, one beer and move on with their lives, which yeah. is not enough, once again, to keep the lights on. Uh, that being said, they seem like they're doing relatively well, but it's just not well enough to justify it, as yeah. far as I've gathered. It's a shame, because their need, beer is delicious. Yeah, they're, when yeah. you told us, Always I was a bit solved. shocked. Because I always yeah. thought Kevin Kevin makes fantastic beer, so that's unfortunate. <clears throat> so shoot, it is what it is. Well, hopefully someone buys it at least. Yeah, and hopefully someone it. buys it and keeps it going. Keep in um, mind, we have twenty five bucks. <laughs> we are rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next piece of beer news, not BC, uh, but it is something interesting what? that I, I thought I should bring up. It is Treehouse Brewing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. Yes, or not. I have actually. Uh, they are one of the like hype boy breweries of the hype Northeast uh, that does all the hazy IPAs and all that bullshit. And um, bullshit. they are uh, undergoing a lawsuit right now from one of their <laughs> shareholders. Yeah. shareholders. Okay. A share, I'm just going to read this from uh, Pro Brewer. Is that really their... Uh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Give them, uh, give them credit. A shareholder of Massas- Massachusetts, I struggle with that, based to Treehouse yeah, tree Brewing, <laughs> has filed a lawsuit against co-owners uh, Nate Lanier and Damien Goodrow, claiming they have misused company funds and neglected to offer shareholder dividends and withheld tax documentation. Uh, the person that's filing this lawsuit, by the way, Eric Granger, a monsoon... Monson, Massachusetts resident, only owns 2% of the company. Uh, the lawsuit reads, As a result of the acts alleged herein, Lanier and Goodrill have directly and indirectly profited and are continuing to profit at the expense of Treehouse and Granger. 
Treehouse and Granger have sustained and are continuing to sustain additional losses all in an amount presently unknown to Granger and ascertained only on an accounting herein. Uh, he was one of their original investors, uh, basically since day one. Uh, and then since then, they've obviously exploded. They're one of the like most widely trade, traded uh, breweries in all of America. They are, as I said, a hype boy. And a hype boy in the States mm. is next level from where it is in BC. Like People mm. will They're line, line up for releases around the block and wait for wild. hours upon hours. Like It's like game game and movie releases back in the day when people would like literally camp out for their beers. I remember they only have ones. IPAs and stouts. Yeah, that's boys. pretty much all they do. On their menu, and they have 31 that's, beers on tap. That's why when other certain breweries in this province that people have talked about being hype boys, uh, innovative, it, they're not innovative. They're copying a trend that happened 10 years ago. Uh, I won't name those breweries, but... You know who you are. I do find it a little bit... IPA with pineapple. I find it kind of ironic that as our lone American, you struggle with Massachusetts. Just like you just did. I am not American, though. Also, <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts. So here we are. Massachusetts. Ma- Massachusetts. Massive two shits. Look at that. I said it right. Did you guys ever see, is it not Euro trip? Uh, Road trip? Road trip. Yes. Tom Green. <laughs> yes. Whenever I hear that state, all I think of is Austin. Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> Every time. Uh, we have a IPA called Triple Triple D Double Gang Bang Double Ganger with three they have, R's. They have a God of the Force. Interesting. This. Queen Julius. So many IPAs, yeah. and every single one of their IPAs, by the way. Uh, Julius is the majority like of them are over eight percent. Yeah, they're, they're like hazy double and triple IPAs. So that's basically all they ju- make. Ju- 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 Julius. This was actually we we've mentioned these guys before yeah, on a have. prior podcast. Uh, it was the top ten rated beers on uh, ratebeer.com. That's right. And they were on there like three times. We need to find ourselves some of this beer. Uh, they Where are, are they boys. located? In uh, Massachusetts. Massive right. two shits. <laughs> Massachusetts. Yes, exactly. Huh. Uh, and my yeah. PPI. They under, have uh, one, two, three, four, five locations. One in Connecticut. Yeah. Tide houses are a big thing in the States. What's the closest one to us? Uh, well, Mass- Mass- where's Connecticut in relation to uh, The northeast of the States. So, okay. So nowhere near us. All of them. So, so we're going for a road trip. <laughs> yeah. We were going to go to Mendicton. Yes. Massachusetts. That's yep. a long road trip, my friend. Yeah, well, yep. we can we can do it. We got a nice little be red. A lot of breweries. We got a nice little orange Sonic that can take us there. Yeah, Good I'm boy. sure that thing would struggle to make it there. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyways, they're undergoing a lawsuit. Two percent shareholder suing them for some money. Huh. So. They need to change their fucking logo. Yeah, the logo sucks. Also, yeah, does, does the logo is that meant to be tree pubes? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. That looks very. Um, Pub- Specifically Pub- placed, yeah, hibiscus, Pub- Pub- hibiscus. Pub- that looks like it's on purpose. Like, you can't tell me. You've seen it, I know, but like, you can't, you can't tell me that's not on purpose. That's on purpose. It's grass. I know it's grass, but like, placement of it is is sus. Pubiscus, if you will. That's some pubiscus grass right there. 
Pubiscus grass. All right, moving on oh, from the pro- American. There's a potential episode title already. Uh, <laughs> Pubiscus grass. Uh, last piece of beer news. It's not really news. It's more just personal news, but I'm going to share it here anyways. Still news. Our news. Uh, we are, as of this episode, or I am, as of this episode, going to retire all praise to the dog pound. Uh, Rip. I am leaving Yellow Dog Brewing, and I'm going Ooh. to be the lead brewer at Four Winds Brewing. Hello. Hey, Four Winds, sponsor us. The Winds. No, just they me. are a changing. There you go. Yep. Golf clap. That's not catchy enough. I no, gotta figure no. out something. I'll figure Maybe something we should out. reach out to the listeners and say, if you have a good... Uh, Catchphrase. Sign-off phrase for Nick. That has to do with wins. That has to do with four, four wins. Four wins, yes. Um, tell him. Yeah. Or us. Tell us. This sounds like, DM a, us. Uh, like we'll, an Instagram poll we'll for the Instagram. Slide in our DMs, baby. Yep. Instagram poll. But uh, that is great news for Nick. Terrible news for Yellow Dog. Um, potentially my fridge as well, because there will be a lot less play dead. Yes. Yeah, hopefully there'll be hopefully there'll be some Greg. Get some Greg in my fridge. Hopefully yep. you bring me saisons because Four Winds has basically some of my favorite saisons out there. Well, I will be making a few of them here and there. Uh, uh, I've and got eating no tacos. Videos. Yes, I will be eating a lot of them. Your those. pilot batches are they going to have to be named after people now? Because don't they uh, name things no. like Greg? Uh, Greg is actually named and after and the, uh, and the co-founder slash owner's uh, late father. Oof. Yes. So you're going to have to name it after dead people? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Uh, the pilot batches, as far as I'm aware, are not going to be put on tap in the tasting room. They're, it's going to be more of a brewer's tap of sorts. Hey, I don't like that at all. Experimental R&D. Can you still fill a growler of that? I'm sure I... Probably can. I'm not gonna say yes or no That's on all that air. matters. <laughs> well, congratulations. That means we gotta go out to Delta, though. I haven't been there in a while. I haven't been there in a long I time. I will go on record and say I know nothing about Delta. We could do that and do uh, Barnside. Other than I've never been to Barnside, and then we could do. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot out there. I think that's it. Central that's... City is technically in Delta. What the fuck is Central City? Okay. Red Racer. Oh, yeah. Delta also has a Krispy Kreme. So there's also that. You get everything That's a different Delta. But it's close enough, isn't it? I, well, you're looking at someone who doesn't know anything. It's just it? literally just one on record that I know nothing <laughs> no. about Delta. <laughs> I, know there's, I know that's the only Krispy Kreme in BC, and it's in Delta. That, that one's te- like more Surrey side of it. That's South Delta. Surrey Delta. North Delta is Surrey in Delta. the north. Anyways. Well, Anyways, yes. Moving on. Boy, howdy. For legitimately moving on to four wins. Yes. Here we are. The wins, they are changing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into some sports here. Um, sports. <laughs> we, <laughs> I kind of want to touch on on the Chargers Who do you want to start? Touch? Yeah, may as well. Let's um, touch on all, how all shitty all our teams are. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is the best of, out of the three of us, the Vikings. How? I don't this, know. Yeah. We're down, we're down our starting quarterback. <laughs> we're down our superstar wide receiver. Yeah. We don't Where's have a running game. not shirt? Oh, I fucking have to get one of those. I thought you ordered one. No, I should. I think yeah. you probably should. I, I might. It's needed. I also want you to shave your eyebrows. If they win the Super Bowl, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I don't think Atlanta's going to approve that. I also don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, so. no, neither do I. I think I'm safe. Anyways, Chargers, what the fuck is happening? Uh, Brandon Staley is happening. He needs to, if he's not going to get fired, he needs to give up defensive play calling 
now because that defense is hot poo poo Which he very <laughs> clearly stated he was like, I am not giving up. He was a bit touchy on that one. He was a little soft. Did you end up watching it? Yes. The press and conference? I hated everything about it. I, yeah, and he was just like, I'm not, he's like, I'm going to be the one calling the defensive play. I never asked that question again. No one else, just um, me. It's just very, like, it seemed very defensive, like like an animal backed into a corner. It seemed very much like <laughs> that's, he is. That's literally yeah. what it felt, felt like to me. It's like, on the they're stuck in a corner, they're attacking, they're just lashing out at anyone. It felt like a, a dude that was just trying to convince question. himself. Yeah. That he's not the worst coach. It's in not very convincing. Do you know much about the uh, Chargers owners? I know they're very, very cheap. And hmm. the reason they left San Diego in the first place is because they could not get a massively taxpayer-subsidized, completely new stadium. And that was why they left San Diego in the first place. So do they have any involvement like in this? I mean, I, I know they do, but, like, do they not look at the team and be like... I think mm. it would be more expensive for them to pay this guy out and then go get a new coach, and that's dictating a lot of their decision-making How process. How much huh. time does he have left? That I don't know. I'll stop mad. Brendan's daily contract. Um, he's shit. Like, we were shitting on Hackett last year, but... I think we should fire him into the sun. Yeah, he's not good. I am not an advocate um, for violence. And you'd rather have Kellen Moore as an intern than that? I think Kellen Moore uh, should be the head coach. I think it's worth a try, at the very least. I think Kellen Moore should be a head Fire coach him, in the NFL. Have Kellen Moore as the head, interim head coach, and then give play calling duties to literally anyone else on the. Brandon Staley in 2021 signed a four-year, 16 million dollar contract to be the head coach, that which means, means two he more, has two more years. Two more years after this, uh, yeah, after this season. Yeah, that's a bit rough. He's yeah. gonna go. Um, How much would it cost to fire Brandon Staley? Okay, um, and then your thoughts now. He even looks like an idiot. Looking, he is a fucking he moron. I Looking even. back at that draft, taking Quinton Johnson ahead of some of the rookie wide receivers that are having I mean, success. hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think uh, someone asked me this the other day, and I think the best way to put it is he's got some of the physical attributes that you can't teach people. Mm-hmm. I understand... Uh, his hands and his route running were not great coming out of it. Those were his two slights. His route running has improved substantially. His routes are a lot sharper than they were at the beginning of the year. He's looked better. He's actually, at times, not all the time, using his frame to actually separate himself. Uh, his hands are still pretty bad, though. I feel like that is the part that... Mm-hmm. But that's teachable, is, though, is right? It, do you think... Yes. I feel like if you're this far into your career... I do think there's things that... I mean, spot, he's still, like, 21, 22, right? Like, he's still a young guy. So... I, no, uh, Quentin, Quentin Johnson. Johnson. Oh, Quentin Johnson. I'm, I didn't think he that was, was even going to be... I don't even think he was going to be thrust into the position he's in right now to be the number two until, like, two or three, four years down the road. I always knew that when they were drafting him, he was going to be a project. See, I Which assume, is fine. There's I nothing assume. wrong with that. Like a late first-round pick being a project, that's not necessarily a terrible thing. thing, especially if you have a wide receiver core where you have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, right? But Mike Williams is always always injured. injured. Literally so always injured. You knew so. at some point he was going to have to be the two. I but also, a lot of the other wide receivers that were around that time weren't, like, proven facts to be good. They were all question marks. Like on your team? 
No, like in oh, a draft like at a, that point. Well, yeah, Available I mean, wide receivers at that point were all question marks. <clears throat> yeah. So it's kind of hard to like look back on it, especially this uh, shortly thereafter, uh, and say like he's like a failure or it was a bad pick. I don't know if he's a failure. I, I'm just. I think it's I think, like a two-year time frame, and then a make a decision. Kind of. I think watching the success of like a Tank Dell, who was a second rounder, and then Addison, who's had a good season. They're both uh, said to have good hands, though, right? Yeah. Like, I never saw anything about their hands being an issue. Quentin Johnson, everyone said he Which needs work of, with his catching wild. ability. I mean, it separates the, like, really good wide receivers in college from the really good wide receivers in the NFL, though, right? Yeah. But that's the wild part to me is, like, if I'm drafting a wide receiver, the you hands are questionable. Hands. Yeah. Physical intangibles. Yeah. The Chargers obviously like their big, strong wide receivers. They do. They do. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. So why are they not using Eckler more? Because he's been a ghost in the last few games. He's been too. the most uh, inconsistent player. That's since a good question. Back. I don't have an answer to it. I really don't. Like, I don't understand his utilization like, in the last game. Also, like that Eckler was a, be that was an offensively bad game for us, and we still scored in the mid twenties, but we lost. Like that was our bad performance. And it still wasn't even, I wouldn't even say it was bad. It just wasn't good. It was mediocre. It's, which says volumes to how bad the defensive struggles are. That even when we're like, okay, offensively, we're still losing. To a team that we have absolutely no business losing to. You, you can say that about a couple of On couple paper, Green Bay should never have beaten the Chargers. Oh, yeah. With the performance they put up offensively against the Lions, they absolutely should not have lost the Lions. Yeah. They should have never beat the Vikings, but here we are. No, I mean, the Vikings lost that game for themselves. Well, so. They did that a lot thank, at the beginning of the thank, season. Thank you. Yeah, it is, it's been a wild season because I think we tough, both – I think the three of us thought that they'd be significantly better than they are now. Um, I didn't. I had them out of the playoffs. Did you? Yep. I thought I they'd be better. In the second in the division. You picked either the Raiders or the Broncos. I, I think I had them second in the division, but not even in the playoffs. Oh, now. okay. I was going to say, I don't for a second believe that you had the Broncos or the Raiders above them at the beginning of the season. I think well, I out of the playoff them, spot, fair enough. But. I think I had them with the same record as the Broncos. Broncos are a surprise. Um, shall we... I don't think they're that much of a surprise. They're a 500 team. Yeah. I didn't I, ex- I expected them to be better. I did too, but, but I... Not, like, not playoff yeah. team. I, uh, before we move on from the Chargers, I'm just pulling up their schedule... Ooh, let's I want to yeah, go over the rest of the year based off of their performance. So to just re, really quickly recap what they've done so far, 36-34 loss to the Dolphins, 27-24 loss to the Titans. Lost to the Titans. What That's the brutal. flying fuck? Uh, Four-point win over the Vikings, seven-point win over the Raiders, three-point loss to the Cowboys, 14-point uh, loss make to the that Chiefs. Make sense. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, big win over the Bears, 30-13. 27-6 win over the Jets. Real convincing. Uh, 38-41 loss to the Lions. 20-23 loss to the Packers. And then down the stretch, uh, I saw some someone uh, on the old Reddit say, oh, we just need to like only have one loss for us year and we're in playoff contention. It's like, that's not going to happen. That's tough. They have the Ravens loss. They have the Patriots win. win. 
We have Broncos loss at this point. We have the Raiders, 50-50. Yeah. Ra- Raiders are not good, but they're at least playing relatively well relative to their expectation. Bills, loss. Broncos, probably another loss. Chiefs, loss. You can easily you can split with you Broncos. You can split the Broncos. They I might think. go 7-10. and 10. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. The Chargers with their offense. And arguably, like, bias aside, offensive units, probably top five offensive unit in terms of talent in the league. When healthy. Yes, fair. Seven and ten. Yeah, when healthy. Mike Williams and doesn't do anything. At what? Eleven wins? I think I had him at eleven six, if I'm not correct. Yeah, that's their schedule's not easy. She's a steep. I one. had them. Uh, 12 and 5. I did not see them losing to the Packers. I did not see them losing to the Titans. I had them beating the Cowboys, and I think I may have had them losing to the Dolphins. I had them splitting with the Chiefs as well, so that's still a possibility. So it's been a wild season. It just it's been a wild season. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't games. have any sort of dis- defensive structure. You don't invest in your defense, and then you and then you lose Bosa. Yeah, you lose Bosa, and then you have Brandon Staley calling your plays after two and a half years of proving he can't do it correctly. He can't. So he can't. Well, so the, the gist of it, like seven and ten, six and eleven, and quite frankly, at this point, I kind of hope that it happens because I want Brandon Staley out, and I'm not someone that advocates for firing coaches like ever, but. In this I circumstance, think, I think it's the right decision. I think at this point, it's a little late in the season to be firing. Yeah, your just coach. finish it out finish and then just fire it. I think that's probably move on to Kellen happen. Moore. Give him a fucking go. Who cares? Like, I also think that they hired Kellen Moore to kind of have a backup plan. Yeah, in, I agree. In the case that Staley keeps going downhill, the the offense looks has looked good for the most part. Yeah, even when they're bad, they score twenty points. You just got to get Eckler the ball more. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but. All right. Look at San Francisco. Dump offs, dump offs to CMC. Put the hands in the ball of your best player. Yeah. Shall Enough we, about those wankers. Shall we discuss the Patriots? No. <laughs> <laughs> is Matt Jones your QB? Not much. Absolutely to not. Is it Zappy? I don't know. No. Who the fuck is a QB? Uh, whoever they draft in the uh, top three this year. Didn't or they next year. have another quarterback uh, that was on Malik, their practice squad? Malik Cunningham. Yeah. There we go. He's Formal, been more of a Louisville, right? Uh, yeah, University end, Louisville. Of, end of Carolina Panthers. Okay. They drafted him. The Panthers did. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought the uh, Patriots um, No, game. you I – put, I put out today on my uh, Instagram because they – or I guess I, they didn't announce anything, but uh, Mac Jones, like, put out into the public. He's he like, thinks he's like I be. assume that yeah. I'm going, and I hope that that's the plan. And my only thing I said in my Instagram post was, what's the definition of insanity? As everyone knows, it's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And yeah. if you keep putting Mac Jones out there, I, I, the, only, the, only grace, the only grace I have towards him is that he does not have a, a fucking receiving core, which is not necessarily Demario Douglas being your number one right receiver is bad. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> in, in any circumstance. Honestly, that's bad. having Devonte Parker or Juju Smith-Schuster as your number one receiver is also bad. Yeah, I think so it's in part to having so. no no core, 
But Bill O'Brien is not a good offensive coach. No, and they keep hiring old fucks that are just getting out coached by. They very much seem like they just recycled the same people they through do. their system over and over. I would not be shocked if Mike, uh, not Mike McDaniel's, Josh McDaniel's heads back. Yeah, like their coordinators go off, get head coaching jobs, they fail, and then they come back to New England. Oh. They come back to Daddy Belichick and. Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Josh just, McDaniels did it. Yeah. Twice. Never once in a while they'll go yeah. off and do something Because he did accept like, a job at. Denver. No, Indianapolis. Oh right. And then he's like, nah, 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 I'm gonna go back to the, the Patriots. Who's, who's this? McDaniel's. Oh okay. It was because it was Brady's last year, and I think I think he knew that. In hindsight, he knew that. But uh, but yeah, no, you just at this point you just what's left to play for except a top three draft pick and hope that you get. I think. So I let's think say the NFL has a hard on for Caleb Williams, and I think it's a mistake. And I hope that I would, I would, I kind of hope the Patriots draft Bo Nix, to be honest. So you're thinking you end up top three pick, it goes likely Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bo Nix. That would be your your ideal situation, or would you rather get Drake May? I think Drake May is going to be the best of them. Really? Yep. Okay. I don't think so. I have not seen any Drake May, to be honest with you. I've seen a bit of Caleb Williams. I think I've seen a lot of Bo. Not great. And I've seen a lot of uh, Michael Penix Jr. Yep. Out in Washington. I think Penix could also pan out to be quite good. I think I he's going to be a little bit of a long, uh, like a slow burn, but I think he's going to end up. So yeah, I think Drake well. May has the style of quarterback that's kind of not like overly successful in the NFL right now. I think Drake may... He's got a great pocket presence, but like... See, I think from what I've read, and I I think in part to being from the same program, I think May could end up being like Sam Howell. He's not going to be that sexy name that you're like, that's my quarterback, but he's going to put up the numbers, he's going to put up the yardage. And he's going to throw picks. He's going to... I don't know. Has he thrown a lot of picks, Sam Howell? Yeah. I think so, hasn't he? I, I don't know. I, I know that he's been leading the league in, in yards. Yeah, he's been a great fantasy pickup. Um, he's uh, currently 66.7 completion percentage, 3,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, 12, 12 interceptions. interceptions. It's not, it's so he's heading in that uh, Jameis Winston trajectory. Yeah, he's Farby. Um, however, I, th- I, think, I think Howell could be better if you give him a better offensive coach. Yeah, because he's got weapons. He's got yeah. he's got Scary Terry, he's got yeah, Dodson. Rivera is not the answer for offense. No, no. Well, that's I what I'll do respect him, because Rivera's done a relatively good job in Washington for the tools he's been given. To, to be, yeah, no, to be honest with you, Rivera's done more than I think most coaches would have done with what's been given to him. He's turned... Chicken shit into chicken salad. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, he's done a really good job. But I think yeah, I at this point, that team has to move on to a little bit more of a younger coach who is going to coach a bit more of an up-tempo system. Going back to Drake May, that's kind of who I compare him to. And I think it's same program, same kind of style. Um, again, I haven't seen a ton of Drake May. Drake May. Uh, more mobile than hell is the biggest difference. A little, a little less accurate. He's got really good arm strength, but he's not as accurate. And if I recall correctly, a lot of that is being 
um, attributed to his footwork. Hmm. Accuracy comes down a lot to, to footwork for quarterbacks. So yeah, I'd rather the Patriots just just blow it all up. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would I would honestly try another season with Mac Jones, but under a new head coach, an offensive minded one, not a defensive minded one, because you still have Belichick's son, who's the defensive <laughs> coordinator, who like he can he can run that defense. Yeah. And, like, Belichick is still a, a very good defensive-minded coach. I don't think that's a terrible idea because I think if you do end up with a top three pick, and hypothetically it does still go Caleb Williams, Drake May, and you have Marvin Harrison Jr. staring at you, like, to give him a weapon. And that offensive tackle. And, and that offensive tackle, which, I mean, realistically, I think you might, you might want to go This is a generation. lot about an offensive lineman that we can name off multiple quarterbacks, a couple wide receivers, and we're like, and that one offensive that lineman. That one offensive lineman. We all know I also we're don't want to mis- mispronounce his name because I don't think it's an easy name to pronounce. Um, but if you, can, if you can look at Marvin Harrison Jr. and say, hey, if Watch it be I John can, Smith. It's, it's not. <laughs> Pair you with Mac Jones. Get you some offensive coordinator that does a good job. You might have something there and start cooking with a little bit of, a little bit of fire, some yeah. grease. Olu Fashanu. Sure. From Penn State is the one. That, oh, or okay. Joe Alt. Joe Alt, yeah. Um, because I think there's quite a few quarterbacks that will go in the second to third round that are worth taking a look at. Like Quinn Ewers out of Texas could be a, a second or third rounder that yeah, yeah. Uh, is a gunslinger. Yeah, I just – they need to do – you just need but to like draft if, better, too. Like, that is a huge thing, too. And that's one of Bill Belichick's Bill's biggest weaknesses. He's been shite. Like, awful. So, yeah. And there's, like, talk of Bill going into, like, the head office. And I'm like, I just want him. To be honest, I just want him out of the organization. I almost feel like he would go into the head office and just be, like, a figurehead. I don't know if they'd really give him much. Yeah. Much, well, I hope much of a role. Like, he shouldn't, talking, be, talking head he shouldn't be in the yeah. draft room. That's for well, sure. Correct. And that's why I don't think that they would but be like... But I think like, he would be. Yes, he definitely Sure, but at, the, at least at that point, like if he's just a figurehead in the head office, he, he would hold next to no value in that draft room and be the head coach GM who make that final call. Yeah. Um, there so needs to be a change. And Robert Kraft needs to grow up here and let him go at the end of the season. I find him to be too sentimental. I don't, Very think, that, much I don't so. think that's That's the whole reason why... Fucking you're in the situation. Tom, Tom Brady never left. Yeah. So if this, if there's any year to draft a quarterback, it is this year because this is one of the stronger Drafts. quarterback yeah. classes. Uh, just to run it down real quick. Uh, so PFF has a breakdown of the top ten <laughs> uh, quarterback prospects this year. Sure. Uh, most of them would be a first rounder in most draft classes. Uh, obviously, number one. Uh, Caleb Williams, big board rank one. I think that's a mistake. I think whoever gets him, he's. I'm not. I, I I'm think, not. I'm not sold on him. I don't think he's not going to not pan out, but I think he's overrated. I he's see a bit of Baker Mayfield in him, not in style, but he's going to take be taken relatively high first round, and then just not work out the way people are expecting. Yeah, him it's going to take him a little bit longer to. Yeah. Get like even fight. Baker now is like okay. He's a serviceable quarterback in a pinch, but he's, he's not, not like where you want to build your franchise around. Uh, number two uh, for the quarterbacks is Drake May, big board rank number three. The only per- other person ahead of him is Marvin Harrison Jr. 
number three is Bo Nix, and that's a pretty big drop-off going from three on the big board to 17. Uh, next quarterback, Jaden Daniels from LSU, big board number 23. Oh, yeah, he's out there too. Uh, number I think, five. I, I still think whoever gets Bo Nix in mid-first round, is it's going to be a steal. I like Bo Nix. It depends on what kind of system you have around him. He, he's going to need a good offensive line and some what, weapons. Where did you say he was ranked? 17. Bo Nix. Uh, big board number 17. That means right now the team that would get him uh, is the Colts. I don't, I don't even think the Colts go after quarterback. No, no they're good with I don't think so either. I think what are the teams around that slot, though? The, uh, like, 15 to 19 range? Uh, Bills, Saints, Colts, Broncos, Bengals, Saints. Raiders. Saint, Saints would be uh, Saints, Raiders. Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Aiden O'Connell, I don't think, is the answer. Uh, Bengals, number five, uh, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. Yeah. Uh, big board number 25. I think him as a late first, early second a, would be a very good pick. To steal. Interesting. So teams around that, Rams, Falcons, yep. Buccaneers, yep. Chargers, yep. Jets, Commanders, Titans. Chargers are the only team on that board, uh, that group that do not need a quarterback. I'm also curious if the Titans would even bother because they've got would agree. Mayo men. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a very interesting uh, pick around there as well. Yeah. Number six, uh, big, big board 38. Big old Penix. I, I think this person is overblown even at this JJ. number. Uh, Shadur Sanders. Oh, yes. Early second round pick. I don't think Shadur I, I think he's coasting off of the namesake of being primetime's son. I personally wouldn't touch him if I was a, an NFL I team. also don't understand why he would no, declare because if you, for this. Also, if you draft, draft him, you're going to get like a, a Lamar a, Ball type thing. A media circus. A media, well, you're going to have a media circus. You're going to have a lot of input from daddy. Yeah. yeah. I think Shadur Sanders should go losses. back for another year and finish out his college career. If you're uh, a college, I don't know how college like trading works, but if you're like a top-ish like the transfer portal college why would you not try and get Shader Sanders in your team just for a year I mean I'm sure there's probably people going after him but he's also playing for his father so that plays into it I also wonder how many teams he would actually start for I think he's a good college quarterback I don't think he's going to translate to be a good NFL quarterback I think he's going to be an NFL backup at best I don't know if he's going to be cool with that (laughs) I mean probably better than someone like a Desmond Ritter. How dare you? Uh, yeah. Number seven, uh, Carson Beck, Georgia. Uh, big board, 45. This one I'm a little confused on. Uh, being behind Beck and being on, uh, being behind Shooter Sanders is J.J. Uh, McCarthy from Michigan. Big board, number 52. I've heard him be very overrated. I don't think he's going to be, like, elite immediately. I think he's going to be a very good second-round pick quarterback, but I just don't see uh, Beck or Sanders being a better NFL quarterback than him. I think at this point you're kind of reaching and hoping for the best, so yeah. it's a it's yeah. project. Like, I could see J.J. McCarthy being, like, a second- or third-round pick. I don't think he's, like, immediate starter in the NFL. No. I think he's going to project to be a better quarterback than the other two ahead of him on this yeah. ranking, though. Uh, Quinn Ewers is the ninth-ranked quarterback at 67. See, that's uh, wild. And that's... then 10th is Riley Leonard from Duke, 77th. Hmm. So going back to Quinn, I have seen him in a few mocks um, first round. 
Is he fallen off quite a bit? I just don't think his performance has been as good as some people have expected. His, his big knock, from what I've heard, is his accuracy. Yeah, it's always. But been he's got accuracy. a fucking massive arm. It's, it's footwork. It is. I mean, he's got every time Josh someone Allen. sees the like elite arm strength, they think, "Oh, this person can be an NFL quarterback." But a lot of the times, those guys, because they have a strong arm never care to develop accuracy or don't think footwork is important because they can just get away with throwing it as hard as they want. Yeah, that so, makes sense. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I mean, another quarterback that I didn't hear you mention, and I don't know if he's eligible to, to jump into the draft, is um, Notre Dame's quarterback, and I can't remember his name right now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But oh, yeah. Uh, and who's the guy that just did, like, Who's the guy that just had 10 total touchdowns a couple week, last week or a couple uh, weeks ago? Sam Hartman is who you're thinking Sam of. Sam Hartman. Is he not eligible? I honestly... But I don't know who you're talking about. Don't know. I haven't seen anything about him as a... Uh, <laughs> there is a guy. <laughs> a scouting profile, so... Huh. Weird. I don't know if he would end up being anyone anyways. I think he's, he's pretty... Even if he is draft eligible, he's like a... He reminds me of like a Stetson Bennett. Yeah, like he's like the kind of guy that's going to go in the mid rounds and like if he pans out. Oh, cool, it was Jaden Daniels. Cool. Oh, okay. He is, an, he is an interesting one to me because he projects to me as someone who is very. I, I know nothing. Um, but he reminds me of a quarterback that would go into the draft as a QB and then end up being like a wide receiver. Yeah, he's like one of the front runners, I think, for the Heisman right now. Yeah. Um, Jane Daniels? Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, as far as I can tell, he's the front runner. Yeah, he had, last week, he had 413 uh, passing yards, six touchdowns, zero picks, and 196 rushing yards Jesus for two Christ. touchdowns. I would like to see more of him. <laughs> cool. So I'll probably try and make more of a point to watch Whoa. some LSU games, but um, he's an interesting athletic quarterback. I actually think anyway. uh, the biggest steal in terms of quarterbacks in this draft is someone that can possibly even help. Uh, the Patriots, if they decide to take a quarterback in a later round, is uh, uh, Florida State quarterback, what is his name? Jordan Travis. Just injured his knee recently, so his college career is done. So I think because of that, his draft stock is going to drop dramatically. Hmm. Uh, He probably would have been, like, you know, second round kind of guy. Realistically, that could be a really good opportunity for the... Yeah, you could get him in like the fifth, sixth round, something like that. And let Mac Jones finish out one more year and then be like, all right, kid. Are the Patriots that smart? No. No. <laughs> not not <laughs> anymore. No. Um, so Vikings. you're you're just quitting on that. All right. Um, <laughs> Vikings. No, um, we don't deserve any more airtime. So that Sunday nighter was a tough one to watch because I really think, and I said this a lot at the beginning so of the season. so tough, I didn't even watch it. Uh, we beat ourselves. <laughs> Um, turnovers to start the second half didn't help. Another uh, Madison fumble. Another Madison fumble. He is... What is going on with him? He's not good. He's just not... But he was so good he's as a backup. A, he's he's a great backup. That's I, what he I think be. that's... Yeah. He I was think, like one of the best backups in the league for multiple years running. I think he's a very good backup running back that can spot start. But if you make him the start... Like, I'm watching him. And is it he, a mental thing then, do you think? I think so because he looks... If you watch him run... He follows his block for a minute. Not a minute, like a second. And then he's like, nope, I got to turn back. But if 
the defender's coming behind you and you turn to yeah, reverse, you're, back into pressure. you're going right into the pressure. Yeah. yeah. So you're gaining a yard or losing a yard. And he is consistently doing that. I believe I saw a stat that within the the a five yard radius or whatever from the red zone, he has had eleven touches for minus five yards. Like <laughs> he That's bad. He's not good. Um, I think Tyson Chandler has looked far more explosive. Um, yeah. He is more decisive in hitting the holes and accelerating. Um, but, yeah, back to the Denver game. I think that they, they really beat themselves. The start, the game uh, on that drive was a fumble that has now led to Kareem Jackson being suspended for four more games after being suspended for three games for essentially playing dirty. Yeah. It's a really weird call that they're making, like he's endangering other players. He's not playing the, the game right, essentially. Um, so he got suspended. Uh, There's no flag on the play. It f- led to the fumble, uh, which led to a field goal. And at the end of the day, we lost by one point. So that field goal was crucial. That Cortland Sutton catch, though. That Cortland... <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, that might have... Like, that might have been, it might not have been, it was Russell Wilson's best throw of the day. Um, of the year. He put it only where Cortland Sutton can get it. And even with Makai Blackman trying to defend it, like, Cortland Sutton is just so fucking good. He is easily their number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, Jerry Judy is... He's dookie. He's, 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 he's a very good secondary receiver. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that is Cortland Sutton's team, and he is... Uh, yep, as it should be. That was an amazing catch. That was a very, very good catch. Um, it was an okay game. We beat ourselves. We move on. It is... Like, we were not going to go undefeated the rest of the season. Um, there's a couple of, of plays there where I watched the astronaut just kind of scramble and, and run the wrong way and kind of made me think, oh, I guess this is why you've been passed around a little bit. But um, Them Broncos are pesky. Their defense is very good. Yeah. Um, I know that... <laughs> Same defense that gave up 70 points earlier in the year. Correct, yeah. Their defense <laughs> is very good. It's actually kind of amazing. Um, Holy fuck. TJ Hawkinson, he's, got, he's been shit on a lot in, in, in the X-verse uh, for dropping a couple of balls, but if you watch that play, like, it's defended perfectly. And, yeah. the def- and, and they knew that we were only going to go to Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson. Those also, were our two Twitter big guys. slash X is a cesspool of opinions. Correct. So, but um, okay, so yeah. how much is the tide going to turn when JJ comes back? Now, I, now it's looking like week fourteen after the. Bye. I think it's going to be after the bye, which I think was it's kind smart. of the plan the whole time. Which is great um, for me because I'll have him for exactly when playoffs. A start. part of me is kind of I'll concerned because I think. They might be overlooking the Bears on Monday. Um, I mean, it's just not worth rushing back, right? But it's also, yeah, like... Why, why they're risk currently, major injury is it in for Chicago? Something? Yes. That also if could you, be a factor. Yeah. Weather, natural turf. And I think, like, you're, you're fighting for a player yeah, spot. Like, if, if we were talking about this in week three where we were 0-3, yeah. like, season was over. But we actually have a chance at playoffs. I think we have, like, a... Eighty percent chance honestly. to make the playoffs. Um, you let JJ rest; he's your best player. Once JJ comes back, I think Dobbs's life becomes so much easier because he will have that free reign to just fucking run all day. Yeah, and the defenders will be worried about JJ Addison, um, Hawkinson, 
and to an extent KJ Osborne. Mm. Uh, no one's gonna give a shit about a running game if Alexander Madison's in the back, so that's cool. Yeah, it's still a one-dimensional. That'll, that'll be a, a big thing to look at for uh, the offseason and the draft. I think a little bit of Blake Corum might be in in order here. Yep. Go blue. So should be yeast. Yeah, we can. We shall. Nick. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> fine beer. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's anything that necessarily stands out to me. The thing that I always look for for beers that use, like, uh, dulse, stout, or uh, stout, uh, dulse or kelp is, like, that kind of, like, rich, almost, like, savory, like, umami kind of thing. Mm. Like a soy saucy kind yeah. of thing because it's got that real high salinity to it. Uh, I get a little bit of that. I wouldn't say it's, like, super noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, like, coffee characteristic from the darker malts. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's overly roasty. Uh, I think it's fine. I'd say it's six and a half, six point mm. six. 6.6. Doesn't, like, blow me away. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I pretty much agree. Um... It's exactly that. It's it's good. I remember having this a while back and liking it a lot more than I do now. Maybe it's just because my palate's changed. Hmm. But you've grown older and wiser. Yes, yeah. older and wiser for sure. I like it. Like it's not outstanding. It's also not at all bad in any way. Like I'd drink it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably same. buy it again. Same. Um, I'm just gonna go with the easy seven on the hmm. dot. Yeah. Um, I've had this beer before. And I think I know why I haven't had it in a while. Um, it's, it just doesn't stand out in any way. It's a very good stout. It's a solid stout, but there's nothing about it that you're like, oh, remember that kelp stout we had that day? Like, it had that X flavor that I really like. I'm going to go have that. Yeah, it just It just kind of comes off like a very uh, standard clean stout that you could crush and move on with your life. Yeah, you just don't think about it. Which, yeah. like, I, honestly, which, at the end of the day, like, from a brewing perspective, that's actually the smartest way to do a lot of beers is, like... There's, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You yeah, don't have like, to think about it. It's just beer. There's yeah. no off flavors. There, there's nothing that I... When I'm drinking, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? Um, you know what you're drinking. You could drink this blindfolded and know it's stout. Um, it's 6.9. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. You know. What I'm uh, I will say the one thing, the only thing I think I would like to see less of in this beer that I think would help the like kind of savory salinity kind of come up more is a little bit less roast character. Hmm. It does yeah. kind of like linger on your palate. That's like quite roasty. Yeah, it's it's like interesting because I yeah. do want it. So yeah, it could go either way. Like you could turn up the roast a little bit, and you get a little bit of that coffee flavor that you're like, oh, there it is. That's what I'm looking for. You turn it yeah. down, you're like, oh, okay, like this is a good clean stout. Yeah. Yep. It, it's just that it's very kind of in that small, weird yeah, middle ground, small yeah. change, but yeah. Right on. Same Personal idea. preference. Let's go to next next week's prediction. Let's do it. So next week actually starts tomorrow, American Thanksgiving. As we record this, the I, real Thanksgiving. I can't the real promise. Thanksgiving. Actually, I can. I can promise this won't be out by the time oh, the games are tomorrow. Dairy. Excuse me. All right, so tomorrow, Probably. Thursday, November 23rd, uh, the Green Bay Packers take on the Detroit Lions at 9.30 a.m. 
Lions. Uh, the over-under is, or the, over, or the total is 47 and a half. Uh, Lions minus eight. That seems fair. Lions. Uh, By a lot. I actually think this is going to be a blowout. Interesting. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the opposite. Lions win, but Packers cover. You think so? Oh, yeah. man. I think it's a one-touchdown game. Interesting. Oof. Both on a short week. So it's kind of up in the air that way. And, like, an even shorter week because it's a 9.30 a.m. game. Yeah. And I think both teams are kind of unpredictable. The Lions are the most unpredictable 8-2 team. The Packers opinion. also really go only scored 23 points against what is arguably the worst defense in the NFL right now in the Chargers. True, but the Lions almost lost to the fucking Bears this week. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird game. That So I took the Lions in my survivor pool, and let me you tell you. shitting bricks? I was shitting bricks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, think, I just think it's, it's going to be relatively close. I'm going to go Lions. All right, yeah, Lions win. Uh... <laughs> In one that I don't think any of us are going to have to think about. At 1.30 p.m. tomorrow, the Washington Commanders take on the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, total 48.5. Cowboys minus 13.5. Holy. Checks out. Yeah. I mean, Cowboys all day. As a better, I'll probably take the Commanders to cover. Anything over 12, and I take the underdog. But yeah. I don't, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to happen. I just... I just do it because it's good money. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, yeah, I, Cowboys, Cowboys all day. Yeah. Cowboys, I think, and they 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 cover. I don't think I don't think the commander's going to be able to do shit against that defense. Uh, then the Thursday nighter is the. This actually might be a good game. They usually play each other pretty well. Uh, the Niners take on the Seahawks. Uh, total is forty four point five, and the Niners are minus seven. The only thing that'll sway me one way or the other is if Geno Smith is playing. Because if it's a Drew Locke, Niners all day, yeah. and they cover the seven. Even if Geno's playing, he's not going to be 100%. So. I still say Niners. Niners, yeah. and they cover. Yeah. <laughs> Take a sip of this burger. All right, and then, ah, yes, the classic Friday, Friday nighter. I uh, love a good Friday night. Sorry, football. Friday afternooner. I'm sorry, there's a Friday there's afternoon There's a Friday game? afternoon game. Why? Yeah, because the NFL was like, let's put a game on Black Friday when everyone's done shopping. And then they went on and were like, you know who would be really good on Black Friday? The, the Jets. Jets. <laughs> With Tim Boyle <laughs> as their quarterback. Wow, riveting. Um, so it's the Dolphins take on Tim Boyle and his Jets. Well, the Dolphins. Uh, minus nine and a half Dolphins. I think that is... Total is 40. Uh, um, nice of them to make it that close. Does... Does Tim Boyle suck? Yes. Does Tim Boyle finish the game? Fuck no. No. It'll be Trevor Simeon to finish the game. The man has thrown, Oh, you like, think there's no way, like... All of, like, 50 passes and has six interceptions. If in he throws three, four interceptions, you don't think they put Zach Wilson in? No, I think it's Trevor, it Trevor Simeon. Oh, I, think I, think, I, think I think they're trying anyone at this point. I think I think you see Zach Wilson in this game. So you're you're thinking Tim Boyle's gonna throw four picks in the first, let's say quarter. Trevor Simeon's gonna come in and then throw another four. <laughs> no, picks. I think they go right Straight to Zach. You think they go right to Zach Wilson? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on this game, and I'm gonna bet for a Zach Wilson anytime. Are touchdown. you calling Robert Sala a liar? Yeah. Did he say that? Would yeah, what did he say? Line? I don't actually um, know what he said. The depth chart currently is starter Tim the Great Boyle, 
Okay. <laughs> Backup, Trevor Simeon. Third stringer is Zach Wilson. Interesting. I'm taking a Zach Wilson. Do you think he's trying to send a message to Zach Wilson, or do you think Zach Wilson is actually this bad? He, <laughs> he's that. He's this bad. He has moments he's where he's so like, okay, bad. he looks like a serviceable backup. I, so I don't like know, a, like a good backup. I don't know what Jets games you're watching. <laughs> I've never seen a single moment where I'm like Zach Wilson's a serviceable backup. I think backup. Robert Sala is doing this to save his job as well. Because you can't keep trotting Zach Wilson out there and expect yeah. the rest of the team, Bill Belichick, the rest of the team to be like, we support you, coach, but like, Zach Wilson's doo doo. So he's basically using him as the martyr. Absolutely. It's like, okay. They'll have Aaron Rodgers week or 15, scapegoat right? rather so, is a more appropriate term. Um, anyways, I'm. <laughs> I think you should bet Tim Boyle one touchdown. That'll that'll get you some money. Zach Wilson would get me even more. That's fair. Um, uh, dolphins by a million, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very nice score line of them to put up. Because um, that's very, uh, very generous. This game uh, actually intrigues me, and I don't know if this would have intrigued me a few years ago. The Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Houston Texans. Um, minus two Jaguars, 48.5. Um, I don't think any of us would have predicted this in week 12, but this is for the division lead. Two years ago, this would be one of the worst games on television. 100%. Yes. This is for the division lead. That's Texans win, and they're in first. I'm, I'm go, rooting Texans. I'm, right? I'm going Texans. I, I am, I'm kind of rooting for the Texans, even though I said at the beginning of the year I'm all over the, the Jacksonville bandwagon ever since they made me look like a genius. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm kind of pulling for Houston. What's the line? 48 and a half, minus two Jags. Yeah, I'm taking Houston all day to win. Yeah, Houston. That um, Vegas is telling us that the, it's, these it's teams even. are pretty evenly yeah. matched. So It'll come down to defense, I think, uh, and whether or not they can get to ja- uh, Trevor Lawrence. Also, for fantasy's sake, I hope both these teams ball out. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I would <laughs> love for Etienne yeah. to just not be terrible again this so, week. I have a question for you guys. I'd love for Tank Dell and Calvin Ridley to each have 200 receiving yards and three touchdowns, please. Damian Pierce is currently out. Yes. When yes. he comes I back. I just traded him for fake money in our <laughs> fantasy league. <laughs> when he comes back, does he take his job back from Devin Singletary? Or is this. 100% not. This is Devin Singletary. He's done nothing to, to earn it. Devin Singletary looked good yeah. last game. Singletary's doing well. Devin Singletary looked good was for. was not great. His whole career. So. No, for the. Well, yeah, but for the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I go straight back to him. I don't think it wouldn't make any sense to me. I don't think Damian Pierce has done anything this season to warrant that number one job. You got to you got to get Damian Pierce out of there, right? Yeah, trade him at this point. Yeah. Uh, All right, this next game, this next game is going to be. It could have been good. What could have been? The Bengals and Jake Browning. Take on Kenny Pickett and the Canada List Steelers. Good God. Uh, this minus might be the worst, two again. This so might this be is, the worst game of the week, actually. This is even. Uh, and it is a 35 and a half total. Uh, it's in Pittsburgh? It's in Cincinnati. I think the 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 coaching is going to be the end of yeah. so I take the Steelers. I'm going to flip a coin. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Steelers as well. I Mike think, Tomlin yeah, is... The, Mike Dolan's a better coach, so by a long shot. Yeah. You Did you guys see Steelers. the anonymous uh, NFL poll, by the way? Like most annoying place to play, best coach or coach you'd most want to play for? No. 
that just recently came out. NFL players anonymous, and they said the coach you'd most like to play for would be Mike Tomlin. That does it was like a resounding first place winner in that. The only other coach I'd want to play for is Kevin O'Connell. Dan Campbell. No, fuck him. I would love to play for Dan. Dan Campbell, Campbell would be fun as hell to play for. No man, fuck that guy. Yeah. Did you watch? Oh, I did. Yeah. Fuck the Lions. This, this is not personal bias. This is division. This is <laughs> division <laughs> bias. Yeah. Oh, God. This, there is a lot of tire fire matchups this week. Yeah. Uh, we have Bryce Young and his there's, Panthers there's taking on. There's too many on. backup quarterbacks playing. Let's just be honest. We yes. have. Well, Bryce Young is their starter, so he's doo doo. <laughs> well, yeah, Will Levis is their starter going forward, so he's also duty. Yeah, the old male. Um, so the Panthers take on the Titans, 36 and a half. Titans are favored minus three and a half. What is a game I would rather run into oncoming traffic than watch? The Bengals and the Steelers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or this one. Oh, man, this uh, I'm taking rough. Panthers in an upset. If there's ever going to be a weekend where I fall asleep watching football, it's going to be this one. The only reason I think the Panthers <laughs> win this <laughs> yes, is, 100%. Because, is because I think the Panthers' defense is slowly starting to get some key pieces back. Yeah. So Brian Burns is back. It sounds like Jeremy Chin is back. Um, that's that's the edge. It has nothing to do with yep. the offenses. It's the defenses that come to play. Panthers, man. Panthers in the upset. I'm taking it. I'm calling it here. Sorry, what, Jacob. What are you calling? <laughs> Both lose. <laughs> a tie. A tie. <laughs> We're yeah. calling a tie. Let's go with hey, a tie. You'd win some good money if you yeah, Let's ties. go with a tie. I actually, no, I can't do that because my only prediction this year was that the Rams were going to tie the Giants, I believe, That's late bad. in the season. So I can't predict, predict tie because I have to stick to my predictions. Uh, Titans. Yep. Panthers win 14-13. <laughs> it's my prediction. Riveting. <laughs> More tire fires. Oh, God. The Saints take on the Falcons. Uh, 42.5. Wow, this is The exciting. Falcons are favored minus one. Honestly, though, again, four first place in the, in the division, albeit a <laughs> shit division. fucking terrible. But, like, it is for first place. It has, it has potential. I think this is candidate, uh, your candidate for comeback player of the year. Uh, he's going to play in this game. James Winston. Yep. Famous, is famous. he starting? I think so. I don't think it's my Carr's second year in a row picking him as <laughs> Now you need to pick him every year. Yeah. No, I literally said yeah. when we made our predictions, I'm picking him until um, he wins or retires. I at minus one. What, like I think the Saints. I'm saying Saints comeback player there. James Winston. Saints based off defense alone. Correct. Yeah. He's but gonna throw five touchdowns and four interceptions in this game. Probably. The thing is, he looked good when he came in against the Vikings. He threw a couple of untimely picks, obviously. Oh, imagine like, that. But like, the offense <laughs> moved pretty good with him in there. I think the I think the I think the uh, Saints receiving core might be some good starters in fantasy if you have them. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think something that we missed on our last episode with Sean when we were talking about gunslinger Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame there with Rex Grossman as like the co-chairman. Jameis Winston has to be in there at the end of his career, right? Yeah, not a chance. He's up for the Hall of Fame. No, no, Gun- not for gunslinger. gunslinger. Oh, like gunslinger, gunslinger club. Yes. Absolutely, he might be president by yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, gotta be in there. He's the only one with a thirty and thirty season. <laughs> yes. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> Historic. That's one of the best season stat lines I've ever seen in my life. 
Tampa Bay takes on Gardner Minshew and his Colts. Holy fuck. 43 and a half. God, these games suck. Colts are her favorite <laughs> minus 2.5. This is the most boring episode of predictions we've ever done. Um, where is it? In Indianapolis. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Colts. Taking a drink of beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just to watch the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so indifferent towards so many of these games. Are all these the 10 a.m. games at least? Bucks. Yeah. Thank Bucks. God. Bucks? Sure. All right. And then we end our 10 a.m. <laughs> we end this slate of games with... something with good? The Patriots oh God. And the taking Giants. on Danny DeVito. This, honestly, these are all the 10 a.m. games? These are all the 10 a.m. This is the worst, worst slate of, t- of games I've ever heard of. Dear God. Is I'm, the, I'm picking Tommy DeVito. Is the total for this game 15 points? <laughs> <laughs> it's 33 and a half. Yeah, the Patriots yeah. are favorite, 3.5. So this is actually... Are they, are they at home? So this home? is the... No. They're away. They're away. This oh. is in New York. Wow. This is the essentially the toilet bowl because yep. you're... You're essentially playing for so who's gonna play for for second, like or or sorry, like uh, a like top two yeah. pick. pick, yeah. Because the Carolina probably has it wrapped up. I I've never said this in my life as a Patriots fan, but I kind of hope the Giants win. Yeah. <laughs> so that the Patriots coming from a man a who better. every other episode says fuck the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> in this scenario, this is the only scenario where I'd want the Giants to, to win. win. So that it's you. Yeah. Uh, what a fucking crapshoot. What's the line? 33 and a half. Sorry, and minus three. The Point Patriots five. are favored by three and a half? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm going to bet Giants all day long <laughs> on that. And the under. <laughs> I think you're going to have to bet on all these games just to be interested. Honestly, Catch me falling asleep to all It's 33 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, 17, 16 Giants, final score. You heard it. These actually first. won't be on my TV because I will fall asleep and my wife will <laughs> change it to this literally one, anything else. This is the one time Nick is okay that he doesn't have design. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I don't I'm not desperately these texting these guys for the password for the seventh yeah, time this I'm going to make plans from 10 to 1. <laughs> Um, all right, church. We open anyone up, up for church? You I'd hope. rather go to church, I think. <laughs> we open up the 1 o'clock time slot with... The Cleveland Browns and DTR taking on the Denver Broncos. Boy, this is going to be a defensive battle. Start. This yeah, is actually this is actually a tough one. Yeah, um, Eileen. So it's thirty-six and a half, and the Broncos Eileen. are favored by one point five. One point five. Thirty-six and a half, and the Broncos are favored by one and a half. I don't like rooting for Russell Wilson, but I think this might be a Russell Wilson game. I think this might be them them winning. He's honestly not been playing bad. No, he's been he's been playing fine. Like he's not like peak Russell Wilson, but he's been more or less pretty good as a starter recently. He has turned into the ultimate game manager. I just don't know how I feel about the offensive situation in Cleveland, and this is coming from someone who thinks Cleveland is still going to make the playoffs based off of their defense alone. Yeah. I think the Broncos eke this one out. I think they're riding a bit of a high right now. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be like a three-point game or something like yeah. that. I could see this being like a 16-13 kind of game. Yeah. Uh, I also am taking the Broncos. Yeah. 
the only thing I could see is really changing this game is Miles Garrett just absolutely annihilating everyone. Is he yeah, playing? Because he got quite, hurt. Quite feasible. Yeah, but that's the only thing that's... If he's slowed down by injury, then he's going to be just a good pass rusher. Because <laughs> DTR won his first start, but he also threw three picks in that and like 150 yards or something like that, correct? They, they had no business winning. They didn't win they that did game not, because yeah. of DTR. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I'll tell you like, what. Yeah. Their, their offense is not winning them any more games down the stretch. this one, I take the better quarterback and... Not a better defense, but I think the slightly better. I think offense. the Browns are the better defense, but I think they are. the Broncos are riding a high right now. Um, and then so <laughs> gives them the edge. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, this let's next let's game, ride. <laughs> this Sunday might just suck. FYI, the Rams <laughs> take on the Cardinals. Good lord, riveting. Forty-four point five. Rams are one and a half. Uh, Matthew Stafford is playing hurt. And not playing well. I don't think the man's body works at this point. He's broken. And both Cup and Puka are questionable. I think both did not practice. I don't think Cup is playing. I don't think Cup is in. I'm um, taking the Cardinals. Then. I think yeah, the Cards. Same. I think with Murray back, I Kyler think, looks pretty good. He's starting to figure. Like pretty he's starting good. to get back into his game shape. Um, also, I don't know if I sent this to you guys, but someone uh, posted a reel of Kyler Murray running with the football, and they said it looks like a little kid who just stole something from an adult running away from them. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is the most applicable that is correct. description of him running with the football I've ever yeah. seen. If I'm the Cardinals, I hope that uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. falls to you. Well, absolutely. That would be... Although I think they're going to go on a little bit of a run of wins here, and they might screw themselves. Like the next week or yeah. this week. Yeah. Yeah. They might. So yeah, I'm taking the cards here. Uh, I'm Ky- hoping Kyron Williams hoping for... is supposed to be back. Kyron Williams is slated to be back. So that could be a decision maker there. Dep- yeah, it just depends on because the Stafford. Cardinals' defense is. Man, I kind of feel bad good. for Darrell Henderson. He got he got yeah. dropped so quick. He came yeah. in and and like was pretty damn good. But he yeah. did that last he season too. Well. That's the unfortunate thing for Daryl Henderson. Why does that's, no that's running backs. Nobody won't. Is he a locker room like pastor? I think he's got to be a locker room man. good guy. But it's running backs. Yeah, running backs don't get any respect in this league. It's soon. It's what have you done for me lately? Not what have you done? Yep. Yeah, but what he did was fucking play like, well. Like, Dal- like Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook had multiple years of playing well. Came off Minnesota. a probable year, is but he I think the biggest bust of the year, Dalvin Cook. I think yeah, so. it has to be. Jesus. I think so. Anyway, yeah, I uh, kind of feel bad for her and Henderson. This Damn. next game is actually going to be good. Hey, I like uh, good games. The Bills take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Uh, 48 and a half uh, total, three and a half favorite the Eagles. Is there any sort of betting line on how many interceptions Josh Allen throws? Yes. Oh, yeah, there probably is, yeah. You can probably, it's probably over under one and a half. Uh, he throws three. Now, right? I no. feel like you have to. No. Against the Eagles defense, like, you have to. Because uh, he throws a lot of interceptions against everyone. He does. Um, Bills are fighting for their playoff lives, and the Eagles are coming off a pretty tough game against the Chiefs. I'm taking the Bills to win. Yeah. Um, I'm picking the Eagles, and I think it's because Allen throws, like, three interceptions in this game. I'm going Bills. Going Bills. Mm-hmm. I think I would take the under. I think he maybe throws one. I'm going Bills, and I think Gabe Davis sits the whole game. <laughs> this has to be. You're supposed. To, you always a shotgun. I, I do say, owe yeah, you a shotgun. You do owe a shotgun. 
Um, so that that pilsner that you said that you weren't going to share with us, you're shotgunning that, right? Um, um, I just I, I think this is going to be Josh Allen's best game of the year. Because he it does ha- because it has to be. He yeah. does step up in the game. It games. definitely has to be. Because what are they? Sometimes. Five and five. Five. Correct. They they win this game. They're six and five. They six win this five, game sorry. and they're in a wild card spot and he, like this is a. They have to win. This it's is a must it is, win a, is a make or break. Yeah. All right, and then we got the Chiefs playing the Raiders. <laughs> uh, 40, 42 and a half. Chiefs are favored eight and a half. Uh, Chiefs. <laughs> Is this is this everyone's consensus? Yeah, is the forty two and a half how many points the Chiefs are gonna score? Yeah, probably. That might be Um I mean the I Raiders mean, I have nothing to offer here. Raiders have been proven to be like a tough out, but I mean it's not It's Chiefs. Chiefs I, are coming off a loss too, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose two games in a row. Unless it's the playoffs. No. What are they gonna do with that wide receiving court? That actually didn't make sense. Um <laughs> Um, I was actually going to bring up that I'm not like a Chiefs fan or really that much or a Mahomes guy. Like I, Kermit the Frog. I don't have anything against him, but I don't. You don't love care him. for him. Um, but He's got no love for. Him. Kind of like how I feel about what's happening with Connor McDavid and the Oilers right now. Kind of root for I it. think it's an absolute travesty that we're seeing a quarterback of Mahomes' caliber in his prime with a receiving core like this. It's awful. So, like, I, I don't want I, – I like parity, and I don't necessarily want the Chiefs to win four Super Bowls in a row, but, like, give the guy some fucking help. So right now Literally teams are starting to double-team Kelsey, and he's still getting some yards, but he's obviously slowing down. He's a little bit on the older side, obviously. Um, they have a kid, Rashi Rice, who is electric every time he gets the ball, and he's not seeing that many targets. I don't understand why they're not scheming more for him, but they are making plays for Kadarius Tony. So this is a complete shot in the dark and something that I have nothing to back it up with, just a thought. Do you think that Mahomes doesn't like targeting big-time playmakers because it might take away from the spotlight of Mahomes? Do you think he's that kind of character? No. He'd, no. Rather, he'd rather have role players that he can, like, throw to whoever he wants? No, because I think if you ask him if, if he could have Tyreek Hill back, he would say 100% yes. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Like, I think... Yeah. This and is not something I actually believe. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Like, it was no. just a thought. And just in, the, just in the press conference alone after last week's game, didn't blame the wide receivers once. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think so. Despite the fact that uh, what does not... Uh, Valdez Scantling dropped a... For sure, touchdown. I just think like it was, it was, so it was, Quentin Jones. It was a little bit far. Well, all that scantling. It was a little bit far, but it was directly was, in his hands. It was, a, it was, it was a lot hands. more open than um, Quentin Johnston was in that play. I think the caliber as Keenan Allen was when it hit him directly <laughs> in the oh chest. My God, right no, in the chest. no, <laughs> it was not. I, <laughs> I, I actually almost had an aneurysm when that happened. I can't believe you dropped that. Like uh, someone with no arms could have caught that ball. Yes, chested. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the role players that have played on Patriots teams, uh, Devontae Parker, um, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, have been of a higher caliber than that of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Marquez Valdez-Scantling yes. is a very good 3-4 receiver, but if you're counting on him to make your big play at the end of the day, yeah. you're in big trouble. Yeah. Like, I think you would have been better off Julian having... Edelman. He needs a Julian Edelman. Or, like, target... 
Rashi Rice. Yep. I think this kid could be really good for this team if they start using him. And more. I still think there's something there with Sky Moore. Yep. Sky Moore reminds me a lot of uh, of Quinton Johnson in Brick Hands. His yeah. hands are of stone. Yes. But yeah, I just I think this it's an absolute travesty that he doesn't have the receiving core he does. Yeah. But and they're still probably gonna end up in the Super Bowl, which is insane. It's wild. Um, you know who I do love to watch is Isaiah Pacheco. He's like a little energizer buddy. That man uh, runs angry. He all does the not time. shy away from contact. He loves it. Yeah. I think he actually He could run away goes from it. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Come back yeah. here. Um, all right, our Sunday nighter, uh, Nick Hendrickson will not be asking us for our, our password because it'll be on every channel. Yes. Baltimore Ravens take on the Chargers. That being said, do I want to watch it? <laughs> I will be watching. Uh, the Chargers and the Ravens. Uh, I'm still going to. Total 40. But I'm hate my life in the process. Total 48 and a half. Uh, Ravens are favored three and a half. That is uh, generous. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go full-on bias here and say Chargers. <laughs> Good Lord. I have no shame. Better put some money on that. Um, I'm just hoping Lamar Jackson shits a bed like he does once in a blue moon. Maybe it'll be against a really bad defense. That makes sense, right? Hey man, I think crazier things have happened. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson's gonna roll out to his right, <laughs> away from where Nick Bosa would have been, and just been like, "Hey, I've got room. <laughs> I've got space to run." Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, fair. Um, and I'm taking a big game from Isaiah Likely. Right off the bat, hey. Yeah. I'm taking a big game from Zay Flowers because I need it. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I would prefer Ravens not big games from either of them. I would also I would also happily take a huge game from Austin Eckler. Yes. That'd be awesome. But I am taking the Ravens to win. Yep. Fair. Uh, I mean fair. Honestly. Mon- Monday nighter. Monday night football. We got <laughs> Dub Bears. I wonder who you're picking here. And the Pastronaut. Um, forty three and a half total. Vikings are favored three and a half. I'm also surprised by that. I am and I'm not. Um like, I don't have a ton of faith in the Vikings and being a good team, but I'm also surprised they're not favored by more than that. Is it in Chicago or is yeah, it it's in? It's in Minnesota. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys said before, at home you get automatically three-point favor. Two. Is it two? Two or three, yeah. yeah. Three if it's you're, right, right three, around three there. Three if you're the Seahawks. Yes, fair. I think <laughs> Or the I, Chiefs. I think if the Vikings play this well, the Broncos. The old so they're basically saying up. they're like a one and a half point favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're that close of a team. I think I think the Vikings do end up smoking. Is uh, Badgent still starting for Fields is back. Fields is back? Okay. You that makes that makes a bit more sense. Yeah, I just don't I don't think Fields is a good quarterback. I think he's got more tools to him than Badgent does. No? Correct, yes. Yeah. He's mobile, um, he's gonna make things happen with his legs. That O line isn't great, and Daniil Hunter has been playing like everyone owes him money. <laughs> he is, I think, second in the league in sacks. And Realistically, the only people that owe him money are Minnesota. Uh, and and they should give him. They should just give <laughs> him. A, that. They <laughs> should just fair, give yeah. him a blank check and say, "Stay with us, please." Um, he is 
a freak of nature when I look at them just like line up I'm like that I I would just sack myself I'd just be like nope I'm going down um, he's a fucking large man <laughs> punch myself in the dick <laughs> um, I'm done here I do think that the the Vikings defense has been playing significantly better as of late um, some breakdowns here and there whatever it is but um, I think they win and I think they win handily hmm. I think it's going to be a close game it's going to be a one-score game. But I think the Vikings pull it out. Yeah, I'm picking Vikings. Again, because they have to. Yeah, they oh, yeah. stay in the playoffs. I don't really have any faith in the Bears whatsoever. No. Is uh, Deontay Foreman playing? I guess it really doesn't matter. They have a pretty good running back over there. Herbert is back. And Johnson? Johnson is back. Well then. But running backs haven't done very well against the Vikings, as it like Javante Williams did dick all on Sunday. Yeah, um, it's it's through the air that we struggle a little bit. Seems like a recurring trend for you guys. Uh, yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, it happens when you take Lewis scene over Kyle Hamilton, who has been doing very well for um, yes for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, here we are. Do we want to spend like a couple minutes on NHL? Sure. It's almost midnight sure. as we're recording this, so we should wrap up. All right. I don't have much to say. Blue Jackets suck. Hey, they won today. They won today. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Uh, what do you do with Patrick Liney? Uh I think it's all mental for him. Scored tonight, though. I think it's all mental for him. I think, uh, I think a lot of people made the uh, healthy scratch a big deal. I don't think it was. I think it's more just like take a take a step back, take a breath, get outside of your head, like just stop overthinking everything, move on. Is he still on the team after the trade deadline? Uh, at this point, I say seventy percent yes. He's got a hard contract to move, no? Uh, I don't know his deal off the top of my head, but I don't think it's like insurmountable. I also don't think I that was in the nines. I don't think they're gonna move off off of him. No, hey. I don't, no. What about the Flamers? What's going on there? I think Gidrow has been the bigger issue than Lyon. I don't think Lyon is an issue that needs to be discussed. I think, I think Gidrow, the Flames, Gidrow playing as bad as he is is... I think the Flames did a good thing in just letting him take it. I mean, he wasn't bad last year. He was almost point per game on a Columbus team that couldn't score a goal to save their lives. I think he's one-dimensional, though. Lyon's due $8.7 million for the next two years after this year. It's not yeah. terrible. That's not immovable. It's not immovable, but I also but don't think But he does have a to. modify. He has a 10-team no-trade list. We'll give you one Tyler Myers. So Are all 10 of those teams Chicago just repeated? Well, I was going to say, when, when there's a 10-team no-trade list, I just automatically include the seven Canadian teams and then three tougher markets. I mean, I don't even know if the Canadian teams would be in there because he played in Winnipeg, so... He obviously didn't mind it. He seemed to enjoy his time in Winnipeg. Maybe, but they're definitely on the no-trade list. Yeah, I would <laughs> assume so as well. Um, flames. Uh, things are looking up. I'm. It's only upward from I'm not here. Fully, I'm not fully like pessimistic t- towards them anymore. Any uh, Huberto, even though he's not like 115-point Huberto, he seems to have pulled his head out of his ass. He's yeah. playing a lot more physical, and he's opening things up a lot more. Something he's not done a lot in his career, um, in terms of physicality, that is. 
there's still just so much trade shit hanging over their heads, which Doesn't I think is not helping, but I, I guess Backland had a meeting with select players and was just like, stop with all the noise and let's just focus on winning and since then they've taken seven out of a possible ten points so it's like they do have a good team on paper oh god yeah so what's the chances that Zadarov stays around till the end of the year I don't think he stays um because they they kind of quelled those rumors it's 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 an interesting thing it's all gonna come down to if if they were gonna trade him or if they were like uh, yeah, anxious to trade him, he'd be gone already. And there you was don't all think those. They would wait it out to the deadline, and just like sell high to a team that's desperate. Well, to that's make what I think run. is. It's all going to depend on where the Flames sit at the deadline. Yeah. If they're yeah. way too far out of the race, then yes. If so they're sell high at that point, if they're within a few teams, points, teams will leverage their future on stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, just, I, just I know, like, like Toronto, Vancouver, were like very interested, and. There was some offers out there that I don't know how true they are, but like, there were some offers out there that I was like, I would take that, and I think if it would have happened, it would have. And there's a reason why no one's gone yet. I think if you so move, you move, move apart like that at this point in the season, you're basically gone, saying yeah. this season is is over. Yeah. It's a wash, which I don't think they're willing to do. No. Are they eight points out of a wild card right now? Seven. Seven. Rough, well, roughly a quarter into the season, just shy of a quarter. And generally, season. they say American Thanksgiving is kind of your your benchmark of whether or not you're. I say December first. You're gonna make it. Yeah. So you're you're telling me the Blue Jackets don't have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, correct. Correct. That's fair. I but told yeah. you otherwise at the beginning of the season. You um, you predicted them to be fifth. I remember this. Yeah. Because I was like, he has way more faith in this team uh, than I do. Again, they have really good pieces. They just. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say really good. We have good. Pieces. You have good pieces. You have some, like, good, I thought Good Line pieces a, in a very tough division. Liney, Udrow, I like Sillinger. I thought Ken Johnson was going to be a bigger part of this season. Sillinger has don't. had a third-year slump so far. Um, and then your defense, I thought, was going to be better, but now that you've lost Severson. Severson's out for six weeks. Um, so you lost Wierenski for a bit to start. Um, and I then, mean, just can't catch a fucking break with yeah. staying healthy. Yeah. It's unfortunate. All right. Nux. Let's end on the Nux. Let's end on the Nux. Uh, I think right now our depth, our lack of depth is showing. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't we think you guys are good as that streak that you were on. I think they are. They're just, they're missing Susie, which at the beginning of the season, I would have thought would have been wild to say that he would make this big of a difference. Yeah. But um, the, the he really, that they lacked previously, he stabilizes though. that second pair and takes a lot of minutes away from Myers. Yeah. Because once Meyer starts playing too many minutes, yeah. chaos ensues. You know who you can use? Is that Orov? Is it Orov? Yeah. <laughs> um, there you can have good Branson. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then I think we're missing... I, I Suter's been literally nothing in return. You can just half it. No. It's, it's our <laughs> gift to you. Yes. <laughs> We've been there, done that. Uh, four uh, by four. <laughs> we're missing Suter, who has been very good on the third line. Bluger's finally coming around. Um... I really think that we need to move some of those fucking wingers, though. Um, you got to find a partner for Garland. Garland, Pavilion need to go. I don't think that they're really a fit. Um, there was a trade out there that was 
Was it both? I think it was Zadorov and Tanev. Sign me up. To Vancouver, and I think it was... The return was Garland. Bavillier, probably. Bavillier and, like, a second-round yep, sure. pick. And I was like... Yep, I'll do that. That, like, cool. that makes our defense so much better. Well, if Conroy was smart, you'd get a, some type of defenseman in return that's not named Tyler Myers. But can I interest you in Tyler Myers? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the thing that worries me is that they're going to be. I think the Canucks are going to be a playoff team. I don't think they're going to be in anywhere contention yeah. for for the cup. Yeah, no. Um, I think so at this point they have to be a playoff team. They have to have a really bad. What worries me is that they're willing to collapse. leverage some of their futures for win now pieces that aren't good moves. Like, if you're going to move Willander or Lekaramaki or at first, like, you're out to lunch. Um, I mean, historically, the Canucks have not committed to a slow build. They're very much a win. They try to do a win-now mentality. It's quick rebuild. Ironically Um, enough, never paid off. Luckily, Benning's no longer in office. So, Elvin and JR seem to be a little bit more level-headed. Yeah. Their trades have panned out quite a bit. Um, I'm a big fan of Lafferty. That was a great move for a fifth rounder. But we'll see. I don't know. I think right now they're hitting that little bit of a slump that was kind of expected because they came out guns are very hot. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I think they're still uh, fun to watch. Of the three of our teams, I think the Canucks are the only team that makes the playoffs, and that's not really saying much about Columbus because obviously they're not making the playoffs. But I don't believe. I don't, like, I don't think the Flames... I think the Flames finish, like, sixth in the division. I will say it. Which I believe is what I predicted them at the beginning of the year. They're going to finish ahead of Edmonton. I think if the Flames make the playoffs, Edmonton doesn't. I don't think that's saying anything crazy I anymore. think if the Flames don't make the playoffs, I have also Edmonton San Jose doesn't. and Anaheim were the only two teams I believe I had behind the Flames at the beginning of the year. How about, Ed, how about San Jose? They're so good. Hey, they scored five goals in the game the other day. They didn't give up ten. Yeah, it's improvement. I I'm incremental improvement, but it's improvement. If the if the Oilers are where they are about now, at the trade deadline, it's going to be a very interesting trade deadline. The funny the thing Oilers, is, like I I thought about this. San Jose comes, or sorry, you said Oilers, but I was thinking San Jose. San Jose at the trade deadline, they've got nothing to sell that anybody wants. San Jose? Yeah. Thomas Hurdle. He's not got a great contract, but, you know, it's not terrible. For being on a shit team, Blackwood is playing very well. Blackwood is one of those goalies that he always has spurts of playing really, really well. He can't stay healthy, though, and then when he plays bad, he's astronomically bad. He's very much like a – he's like a Jonas Corposalo. They are same. There's a lot of goalies out there like that, though. Yeah. It's – but, like, similarities there. I guess it's true. I did they really have a lot of pieces. Calgary I would, finished sixth. It was Anaheim last, San Jose seventh, Calgary sixth. I would take Hurdle. I think Hurdle is like a good like guy that kind of plays primarily your second line, depending on the team. He might even play third line, like second fire play kind of thing. It depends on what you're giving up for Hurdle, right? Like yeah. I think San Jose values him quite highly. Salary-wise, he's going to come in pretty high, so you're going to have to balance that out. I don't know. I don't. Mm. I think the hurdle train's passed. Um, real quick here, does Phil the Thrill sign with anyone? No. What about Kaner? So. Yes. 
Buffalo? Yes. Uh, I don't or, know. or Detroit. I don't know who he signs with, but I think he signs. I think, I think whoever signs Kane is going to end up making a mistake. If you're Elliot Friedman, there's a very... Uh, apparently they're keeping this very under wraps, but, like, it's not a done deal, but, like, there's been a lot of murmurs about a one-year, one-million contract in Toronto for Patrick Kane, which would be very interesting. I've also seen Dallas linked with him. Also very interesting. Um, it, it all depends on what Kane wants. If I hate saying this, but if Kane wants a cup, you sign with Dallas. If you, you want to there is, a, like, a third line forward. He's a yeah. Still a, he's like, a, he's like an upper echelon and a, third line. And a power forward. play machine. You put yeah. him on your PP1. He, I have a question. He creates like a you, lot of goals. But like, if you go to Even at this Buffalo point. or Toronto, I don't know. He needs to go to know. a team that doesn't need him to be Patrick. Yeah, yeah I don't know how highly Patrick Dallas. values yeah. a Stanley Cup at this point. Um, he has three. I have a query for you guys. I still feel like players like that, that if, you, if you've won a couple, you want another one. Yeah. Um, really? Nicholas... Backstrom had the same surgery that he also likes cocaine. <laughs> Patrick Kane just had, um, and he had to step away due to injuries. Uh, what are the chances that uh, Patrick Kane goes down that same road? And I believe he also likes the cocaine. Yeah, he does like that. Um, uh, I mean, I think that's probably why a lot of teams are shying away from him at this point is his health. It's not, it's not his abilities. Like, he obviously could still produce at least to the level where if you pay him, like, a league minimum or slightly above that, yeah. you're going to get well above your value. I think it's health at this point. Yeah. yeah. But if someone's going to take a risk, I think Dallas is the best fit. I think the holdup is that teams are wanting to do one year, and I think he wants more. Security. I don't think it's a salary thing. I think it's a term. Definitely. Thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't sense. think he wants to go through this again. That's that's partly why I think Buffalo is because they are probably more like, yeah, we'll give you two, maybe three. Yeah. And teams like Toronto and the Stars that are probably cup contenders are thinking we well, should go one and done. Yeah, one year. One year, come help us out and see what happens. See you, Levy. See you, Levy. But yes, he does sign. Okay. All right. I think that concludes this episode. That's all she wrote, folks. Be windy? Be windy. <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't work. Let the wind flow. Blow. Oh. All praise to the... No. No. Wind? Can't. You, you can't. House? No. Don't let the wind chime. Uh, we'll just lead the way. Blow me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the leader so far, but I don't know. Sports are good. <laughs> Beer is fun. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> we fucked it up. It's, it's beer. Beer is fun. Yeah, it is Beer fun. is fun. And good. We'll see you on another time. Adios. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Americans. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Blow me, Daddy. Oh, Gosh dang. <laughs>